Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Dave Kovar, and thanks for tuning in today. The title of this podcast is My Long-Term Formula for Living. And I got to tell you, if this is your first time tuning in, thanks for being here. And if you've been with us since the start, I appreciate you coming back again this month or this this week or this day. This is actually, actually we've been doing podcasts for, this is our 20th episode, and we've been doing it about a year now. And uh, so I've enjoyed the process. I'll tell you what, it's really valuable. It, it, it I find that, that when I do it a podcast, Podcast. I, I I find myself uh, uh, looking for moments, right, where where uh, lessons and and so what what it's helped me to do is to live on purpose. Is because you know when you know you got some people that are going to be listening to you, and uh, I know I've had several people reach out and tell me how much they appreciate the podcast, and you have no idea how much I appreciate hearing that, right? But it makes you really think. Okay, man, you, you, I, I'm always kind of on the lookout, you know, for uh, for a topic that would be worthy of a discussion, and and so. Of course, with the Satori Lifestyle Podcast, uh, I try to really focus on health, fitness, mindset, leadership, martial arts. And uh, this one, uh, my long-term formula for living, really stemmed from uh, something that happened to me a few years back. I I was at a black belt test, and I had this uh, young man approach me. And he was a very mature, I don't know, probably... 1920, but he's one of those guys that you could tell was kind of an old soul. You know, he wasn't like a, like I was a knucklehead. Well, I guess I still am a knucklehead, but I was definitely a knucklehead when I was 19, right? This guy, you know, he was really like, like really wanting to, to make a go of life. And he, he asked me if I had any advice for him and any any kind of a formula for living is referred to it based on my life experience. What he really meant was, is that I I, I was old, so I must know something, right? And to tell you the truth, he, he caught me a bit off guard and I wasn't really prepared for the question. So I sort of gave kind of some random half-baked thoughts. And although I, he seemed to appreciate it, I wasn't really happy with my answer. And it, But it got me thinking, you know, that we probably should all have some kind of formula for living, you know? And so that's what I went back and I put some time into this and I want to give you my long-term formula for living and it's, it tastes, it's, it's six steps. And I'll, by the way, nothing I'm going to share with you or very little that I'm going to share with you today is things that you don't know, right? It's, but, but, as you've heard before, successful people don't need to be told what to do, just sometimes reminded. And you teach what you most need to hear. So the things I'm going to talk about to you about here are things that I'm focusing on, I'm working on, that I'm reminded of, that I'm really striving towards. So I like to say every one of these steps I embrace 100% full out, but of course that would not be the case. But I will tell you that I'm a lot better at them now than I was in years past. And, and hopefully in a year from now, I'll be better than I currently am. So here we go. The very first one is take great care of yourself. I think that's always where a great place to start. You know, how's the line go? It's an Indian proverb. Those who have their health have uh, many goals. Those that don't have but one. And it's so true. And I, I recently have a family member uh, uh, that is going through some uh, basically some some scary times right now and just had uh, uh, a, a surgeon, surgery that was a very serious event. And, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what, this, this person is, is getting through it, man. Everything else in life is on hold, right? Any other goals, any other aspirations, they're all sitting on the shelf until the health gets back, right? And, and so it, it's a reminder that if you, man, if you have a lot of things going on, a lot of goals, chances are that means you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, you know, as far as your health goes. And that's awesome. So what can we do to magnify that, right? What can we do to, that you can do everything right when it comes 
comes to health, and of course, we've talked about this in, in prior podcasts. You can do everything right when it comes to health and still get struck by a, a you know a truck or or end up getting some disease, right? However, there's so many things you can do to stack the odds in your favor. So I would challenge you, you know, the concept of taking great care of yourself, people know what they should do. They just don't do what they know, right? So being taking great care of yourself is simple. You know, it just it really is simple. Yeah, exercise on a regular basis, eat clean, get plenty of rest, uh, manage your stress, make sure you have some recharging time and minimize risk. That's it. Those are the six uh, the, uh, the pillars, right? But they're simple, but they're not easy to do. If so, everybody be doing it. We would we wouldn't see people that were, uh, you know, maybe some people that let themselves go maybe as far as they have. That you know, if you see someone that's not in the peak of condition, they know what they need to do to get in better health. But it's just doing it is harder, right? So, what are the keys? So, so a few things to think about. Uh, um, but. I'm reminded about, I think, crucial with your good health, and that is, is, is to remember that the world needs us at our best. The world needs us at our best, you know? And you, it's pretty hard to be any good for anybody else when you're sick or injured or, or tired or, or hungover. All those things don't allow us to be at our best, okay? And, and so that, the first thing would be is, is that uh, it's a lot of people, man, they think, I, I, I can't be healthier. I'd like to be healthier, but I got all these commitments to my family. Well, that's all. All the more reason why I don't know about you, but I'm better for everyone else in my life when I'm feeling good about myself and what I'm in my training and my diet and everything. So first and foremost, don't think you're being selfish, man. It's the best thing that you can do. Okay, is to take care of yourself. So. Um, I'm reminded of what my father said when it came to exercise, and I think the concept applies everywhere, and that is a little something's better than a lot of nothing. And it's not just exercise, but it's other areas. I just got done reading a book called Atomic Habits, which I, I highly recommend. And uh, in there, he's talking about, oh, man, what kind of two-minute habits can you do? And it's the same, my dad's concept, a little something, right? What little things can you do that can make an incredibly big difference? And, and every one of you guys, if you were to think, all right, what could I do right now for exercise? Well, you don't have a lot of time, I promise you. 10 squats every hour for eight hours one day, 10 push-ups every hour for eight hours the next day. You do that, alternate something like that in a very short period of time, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to get benefit from it. And I think what's important is a lot of people associate negativity. They associate pain with exercise and reversing the pleasure of being healthy. And it's super important. Like if you can, if you can just project what you're doing today and how it's going to affect you later on, sometimes that's enough to to help the process out a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm reminded uh, about the, the value, I guess, of, of, of really associating pleasure with long-term health versus the, the pain of short-term hard work. Okay. And if you have, let's say, had a day where, man, you, you don't like to exercise a lot, but you finally did, when you're done, you always feel good. You're always glad you did. That's when you anchor it in. Okay. Or if you went to the, the party and resisted, you didn't have chocolate cake and you're, man, but by the way, no one ever regrets. No one ever wishes they had a second piece of chocolate cake. You don't wake up in the morning and go, man, I wish I would have had a second piece of chocolate cake. You're always glad when you show, uh, uh control, right? But, but so, so I would strongly encourage you to, to, uh, uh, if you do show up to that party and you are able to go, no, I'm going to pass on the chocolate cake. When you're done, anchor it in, you know, pat yourself on the back, right? And remember, being healthy and fit feels better than that tastes. Being healthy and fit feels better than that tastes. And if you can adopt that mindset, what that will do is that it'll help you win over, you know, what your, your short-term te- temptations. So that's number one. 
uh, take great care of yourself. Number two, treat people right. Now, this seems obvious, right? But above all else, I think to value our relationships. At the end of the day, that's what's uh, for most people, that's what's most important, right? And along with this line, it's important to remember that, you know, you can achieve a certain amount of, of pleasure through being selfish and doing you know, things just for you. But, you know, real joy comes through servicing people and through relationships with others, right? And it's always better to have friends than enemies. Um, one of my uh, mentors was a gentleman named Nick Kokinos. He passed a few years back and he headed up a company called Educational Funding Company, which was a martial arts building company that, that that, that uh, we worked with for a really long time. And the company's still doing good. It's run by its son, John. They're doing a great job. Um, but Mr. Coquinos had a line, and it went like this. A mature mind gives without remembering and achieves without forgetting. And I'm not sure if he came up with that, or he, but that's who I heard it for. And I'm going to uh, give him the credit for it. But I love that line. I love that line. And that is, is it, what does that mean exactly? Hey, man, when you get a chance... If you see that how someone can benefit, man, you're giving of your time, maybe of your money, of you know, of your energy, and and you don't keep track. This is really important. You know, we all know that if somebody gives, uh, and they have a, a you know gives, but they they, they there's. Some deals. You know, I'm going to give this to you, but I expect, expect something in return. That's really not a gift. You know, a gift is something we give freely and we don't expect anything in return, right? That's the mindset. And receives without forgetting. Meaning if someone does something for us, we're going to remember that. We're going to appreciate that, you know. Um, one of my favorite lines is you can judge a person's character by the way they treat the people least important to them. I want to say that again. You can judge a person's character by the way they treat the people least important to them. And... Uh, this is uh, how many times have you been somewhere where somebody else maybe mistreated somebody? Maybe it was uh, someone uh, uh, at, 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 they were at a restaurant, the food server, right? Just because they could, they mistreated someone. And, and then they might turn around and if someone's important, might be extra respectful to someone that, that has appeared to be important, right? So uh, I'll never forget, uh, it's, perhaps some of you guys have heard this Chuck Norris story before, but uh, when Chuck Norris came to town for us years ago, how he connected with everybody. And at one point, you know, my wife got a chance to meet him and along with 500 people in the same afternoon, he sh- and, and she, he went down the line and shook a bunch of my students' hands and my, my wife was in the middle and uh, uh, like person number 232 or something. Something and and she went. Hi, my name's Angelina. I'm Dave's wife. And a half hour later, I find myself in this limo with Chuck Norris. I'm going to get a ride around with him all night while he's promoting his movie Sidekicks. And I'm thinking, man, I'm in a limo with Chuck Norris. And he goes, "Say, Dave, do you think your wife Angelina can join us?" He remembered her name. It was mind boggling, right? Now he did that because he's a sincerely nice guy, right? Boy, would it make an impression on me. And so I'll, I'll tell you what. And so there's been times in my life, I, I remember one time in particular where this gentleman that that uh, was a, a martial artist and uh, he, uh, I, I always was what, how do I say this, uh, uh, I, I've been around longer than him, I was probably a little more skilled martial artist in a lot of areas and he, this was a good guy, but he showed up to help out someone do a seminar that I was attending and in this particular art, he had more experience than I did and he was so happy to be over there helping me out every chance he'd get, you know, and, and I think it was sincerely wanting to help me, but I was taking this, my ego was having a hard time with it because I kind of wanted to say, you know, I was thinking under my, you know, in my head, I was thinking, man, what are you doing helping me? I'm better than you. Or yeah, I, I'm embarrassed that, that I say that I was saying, thinking that, but I was. And anyway, uh, I, his name came up a week or two later and I mentioned to a couple people how basically I, yeah, this guy tried to help me, but I'm way better than him or something arrogant like that. And what do you know? 
about a month later, this guy comes to my school and he goes, are we okay? I go, what do you mean? Are, are we still friends? I go, yeah, sure. And he goes, well, I heard that, you know, you were talking about me. And well, what I had said one time in passing to two or three people somehow got back to him. And, and, you know, it was a reminder to me how, uh, it, first off, how tacky it was for me to open my mouth in the first place to say something negative, especially about a good guy, but how quickly things happen, right? How, how quickly uh, uh, the word gets out. And, and remember, if you, if you want to keep a secret, the best thing to do is keep a secret. Don't tell other people about it. If you have, so we all are going to have people that maybe we, we aren't the top of our list. Uh, but we should never verbally, uh, you know, what, what bring that up, so to speak. You know, that's just kind of between us. Uh, and anyway, moving on. So treat people right is number two. Every chance you get, what little things can you do to make others feel important? I love this line. Imagine uh, that, that someone left you. Uh, right after the interacting with you and they said, I like how I feel about myself when I'm with that person. Think about that. The next person that you interact with, right? When you're done, get done with this podcast, wherever you are, the next person that you interact with, can you make them feel important? Can you make them feel good about themselves, right? And we're dealing with that. Can you do it with the next person and the next person? And all of a sudden, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find uh, people wanting to be around you and appreciating your, 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 your company, so to speak. So number two is treat people right. Number three is don't be afraid to chase your dreams. This is so basic. I mean, we all know this, but how uh, often do we shut down, you know, our, our, we have a goal. Maybe it might just be simple as a vacation to go somewhere, right? Or it could be a career possibility. It's something that we want to do. But, you know, oftentimes what we do is we get advice from people that really aren't qualified to get advice. And maybe they're people that are negative or, or don't have high aspirations for themselves. And often they're going to you know, they're going to pull us down, so to speak. Okay. So I'll tell you what, um, I believe that the key thing to do is, is to compare yourself with your potential. And what does that mean? It's what you think you can do when you're at your very best, what you think you can do at your very best. Now, one of the things that a lot of people will do is they'll make important long-term decisions when they're in a bad negative state. And there's a great quote, never make an important decision when you're angry or upset. It's like letting a coward lead your army. And man, that's such good advice, right? How many times in my life have I said or did something that had long-term effects based on a short-term mood that I was with? Now, the flip side is uh, you don't want to make any brash decisions just because you're having a, you know, a, 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 a manic moment, right, where you have all this energy. But when you're at your best and you have a clear sense, man, after a good night's sleep, uh, you know, uh, after a good conversation with friends, all of a sudden you have this, man, I can do this. I can do this. You have a real clear sense as to where it can be and where you can go. Then, man, that's that gives you a sense of where you're going. And that's important to chase your dreams at that point. Okay. Um, it's never going to be easy. And, you know, any, everything worthwhile is hard to do, right? And, but it starts with a seed of thought. Any worthwhile accomplishment that you've ever accomplished or anybody else has ever accomplished started with as a dream, right? And then someone took it to the next step. So I would challenge you, man, if there's something festering in your head, something you want to do, whether it be a, a hobby of some kind, take up a recreational mm-hmm. sport. If you're not doing martial arts, that ought to be on the top of your list, by the way. Okay, or go on a vacation or change career, man. You know, cultivate that, neutral those thoughts and really think through it. And don't do anything like, you know, in most cases, probably not a good idea to do anything brash or, you know, unplanned. However, just to really start plotting a course that will get you to where you want to be. Step number four, be prepared to work hard. Now, once again, that's that's obvious, right? Anything worth having is worth working for. And rarely, at least in my experience, do, do worthy things come easy, 
right? It just doesn't happen that way, right? And so, you know, what we usually do though is is, is people uh, we look from outside, we look at that athlete that's just this amazing athlete, and go, "Wow, look at them! If only I had that natural ability." Well, the bottom line is is that uh, most elite athletes you see in any sport, there might be a certain amount of natural ability to be sure, but there was another twenty other people. That, that there were their peers that may have had more athletic ability that are no longer in the game. Why? Because they weren't willing to work hard, right? And so the, the bottom line at the end of the day, man, hard work will beat talent any day of the week. And right now, if you were to think about it, how, how committed, you know, are you a hard worker now? Now that does, I'm not saying you have to be working 12 hours a day. Although I don't know, I've, I know very few people, successful people that at least for, for some period of their time, weren't extremely committed to what they're doing, right? I, I know most of my, uh, uh, you know, career, I've put in some, some long hours and lots of days. Uh, this particular month, I know that I had three road trips. I, I, I had uh, this month of uh, including Sundays, there will be two, two, two days this month that I will have not worked, right? Uh, now, I got to tell you, I, I don't do that every month. My, my point was I still do that occasionally. However, in general, you know, I, I have managed to, to lighten my schedule up a little bit and working more normal hours. But the, the flip side is I love what I do. And so I'm not – you certainly need to have balance. There's no doubt about it. But however, is that you – success without hard work, ah, I mean I'm sure it's happened somewhere, somehow. Uh, but that's such a rare thing, right? Uh, and so when you're uh, – what does Henry Ford say? Uh Luck is uh, uh, it, it, people a lot of times miss it because it, 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 it's dressed up like it's wearing overhauls and it looks a lot like work. Right. Uh, and, and so that's so important. So are you willing to work hard? OK. And I think what happens a lot of times is we overestimate what we can get done in a short period of time. So we might work hard on something for a little while and not get the results we want. But we generally will underestimate what we can get done in a lifetime. And so I would challenge you, man, you know, be willing to work hard, but it can't just be for, you know, a little time. In my business, in the, in, in the professional martial arts industry, I have seen people come and go. I've seen people like develop these schools, have these amazing businesses, and all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. You know, don't know anywhere. They've disappeared. And what it was was is they worked hard for a while, but they couldn't sustain the level of commitment that they had or they allowed their balance, their their their, their, their themselves to get out of balance. So it's work hard, but also at the same time being balanced. Number next, don't give up. Now, once again, this is obvious, right? Chances are you've heard the, heard the quote, to fall seven times, rise eight, life starts from here. And of course, some people go, well, wait a minute, shouldn't it be to fall seven times, rise seven times? Well, there's assumption that uh, uh, you, uh, you started what? Uh, uh, you started when you were uh, uh, sitting down. So you rose up the first time and then fell, if that makes any sense. But, but the concept here is, is that it's rarely ever a straight line. Right, you don't just all of a sudden get up and have no challenges. I, I right now we have, uh, uh, we have of course our, our main, the my main career, the our Kovar Zinc, our business. The main thing we do is we run martial arts schools, right? And then we have another division where called uh, Kovar Systems, in which we coach other martial arts schools. Uh, and we also have some other projects where, like, we have a a program called Martial Arts Instructors Toolbox, where it's drills and skills for the classroom. We've got uh, a few books on Amazon. One's targeted towards just, you know, people in general, right? It's called um, 
brief moments of clarity and it's kind of my chicken soup for the soul. I guess it would be kind of the written version of, of the podcast to a certain degree. And, uh, and then we have a, a dad's toolbox for, for better parenting, which is targeted towards parenting. It's taken the rules that we've learned from teaching martial arts and kind of applying to parenting. Well, I share that with you. Um, you know, that, that, for all of those, there has been a whole lot of other things that we tried that failed miserably, right? There was plenty of things that we've done that, that, that didn't work, right? And, and so the bottom line, it'd be very easy uh, to, to sometimes you have to rechannel your energy. Right now, our coaching division, uh, the Satori Business Community, formerly known as Promac, um, boy, I'll tell you what, we have, that's gone through a lot of reiterations, a lot of versions of, because uh, uh, we, we found something that didn't work really well, so we tweaked it, adjusted, Made a little bit better, had to adjust this. And so it's a constant, uh, uh, what, adjustment, so to speak. So the key thing is if you believe in what you're doing, don't give up. Change your path, change your direction, do what you got to do, but, but make it, but, but, but keep going if you believe in it. And I'll tell you what, just remember there's going to be road, roadblocks. You're going to get knocked down. It's just a matter of getting back up, even when you don't feel like it. Actually, especially when you don't feel like it. Um, I got to share something that I find really valuable and I found valuable is, is when I'm having a hard time and we all have hard times, right? We have a, a doubts that will pop into our head and, and, and certain time frames that are time periods that are really rough. I, I remember one time this would have been in about 2006 or seven and, and we were having some real big business challenges. We'd overexpanded. We were financially strapped and, and, and man, we were having a hard time keeping the doors open. If the truth is known, not a lot of people, uh, it's, it's past history now. So it's fine to share, but not a lot of people knew this. And of course, that's one of those things you don't tell people about because, you know, we have staff and students and, and, you know, you just, you, you put on your game face and you smile and you do what you got to do and you hope it gets better. And of course, if you keep fighting and you're, and you have a good product and you're willing to work hard and adjust, guess what? You fight through it just like we did. Right. But in the process, I remember I had this one day where I was feeling, you know, I was, I was like weeks at a time. I was like struggling just to figure out how I was going to make through the day. And of course I had to show up and, and turn on, put on my game face and act like everything's okay around my family and around my last thing I want to do is, is let, let my negative energy affect my staff or my student body. So I'm acting like everything's great and, you know, putting on my game face and faking it most of the time. And, and it was, it was hard work, right? But I knew the alternative, you know, was not good. As, as Teddy Roosevelt says, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a big knot in it and hang on. So that's where I was during this time. And I had this one day where I just kind of had this, uh, this, uh, a vision of how things could be and how we could get through this. And I was feeling really good about the future, you know, and, 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 uh, and then I realized, Hey, wait a minute. I know sometime in the not too distant future, I'm going to feel in pretty low. And how about when I'm in a good mood right now, why don't I write myself a note to myself when I'm down? Cause who can talk better to, to, to me than me? Right. And, uh, this is what I wrote and I, I want to share it with you and I can't tell you the benefit from it. So once again, this was me at my best writing a note to me when I wasn't at my best. I am strong, calm, and committed. I will not move back in fear. Instead, I will move forward with positive mindset born from good thinking and hard work. I will not let occasional doubts change my focus. Instead, I will work hard every day, doing as much as I can, and then retire to my home worry-free knowing that God has my back. Adversity and challenge does not make the person. It reveals the person, and my challenges only bring out my best. Life is good. Now, um, 
I can't tell you how many times that I was low and I was able to read that and glimmered something from it that helped me kind of get through that low spot. And so I would challenge you if you, if you, uh, uh, by the way, just uh, journaling in general is really powerful to see the moods that people go through in their life. But right now, if I'm going through a low spot, it doesn't bother me as much as maybe it would have in the past because I know I'm going to get through this, right? Uh, but if you can imagine, you don't even have to write it. Pull out your camera, pull out your phone, turn on your, uh, uh, you know, your camera facing towards you and, and tell yourself, give yourself a little pep talk, right? No one else needs to see it or hear it. What would you tell yourself when you're low, right? And you could apply this to something specific like, all right, man, I, w- I got to make sure not to have chocolate cake next time I go to a party. Well, turn on the camera and tell yourself the rules so you can pull that out and look at it, right? You can, and, and so I, would, I can't tell you, uh, I can't stress enough how valuable this can be. So yeah, to, to be able to give yourself uh, what that, that pep talk that, that only that you can give probably better than anybody else can. Okay, so step number five was don't give up. Step number six and final step, enjoy the process. Now that seems obvious, but you know, it's, I think it's important to understand that life is just simply too short not to have fun, right? And so I remember when I was in high school, uh, you know, I went to a private high school and in the process of this, this school, uh, we, we were given a page in the yearbook and we're supposed to come up with a quote and, and I struggled forever. And then I just happened to come across this quote. I don't remember where it was that I wasn't even, I was thinking of trying to think of something profound to put on my page, but the quote goes like this, a little nonsense now and then is relished by the best of men. And man, I think it's, <laughs> I, to this day, I stand by it, right? Hey man, are, are, you know, are you having fun? What are you doing, you know, on a regular basis to enjoy the day? Is there some, what brings you joy and how can you do more of it? So hopefully it's the stuff you do every day, right? Uh, uh, but a lot of times it's just cultivating that, that attitude of gratitude, right? And, and I've talked about this in the past, but you know, being, uh, that, that, uh, being really in the moment, okay, is such an important thing with a sense of appreciation, right? And that word is savor. And that's my, I think that's my favorite word in the English language. And that is to savor the moment, right? Because when you're with family or, or wherever you feel the most joy, if you can, if you can just take a moment and just kind of anchor that in and, and, and be present focused, it's going to, it's going to, what, it's going to help you to appreciate it. And, and, and it's going to be easier to get back there in the future. Okay. But I would challenge you, you know, uh, if you currently aren't doing anything that's really enjoyable to you, you know, what, what is there a new hobby you can start, right? Is it, what can, what can feed your soul? And, uh, and there's so many options out there that it's, it's really worth pursuing because I'll tell you what, if you find, I have a friend of mine that used to work for us for years, he's retired now. And, uh, uh, Man, he plays every day. He plays guitar and he's really, really good. Like he's pro quality level, but that's not why he does it. He does it because he, it brings him joy. It feeds his soul. And that's what he does. Now, uh, you might be thinking, well, yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm retired. I'm busy. Well, guess what? I'm not, I'm not retired. I'm busy. Well, so am I, you know, but, but for me, uh, my little extra credit thing is, is I, I vegetable garden like yesterday afternoon. I only had a couple hours, but it was long enough to go, uh, uh, to the nursery and get some plants and plant a bunch of it's early spring right now and plant a bunch of products and oh it's great fun to be out there getting my you know my hands dirty and and, and uh, I find great joy in that and and by the way I'm 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 better for everyone else in my life when I'm doing that when I take that moment those moments so I want to go through all step all six steps again for you all right number one take great care of yourself number two treat people right number three don't be afraid to chase your dreams number four be prepared to work hard number five don't give up and number six enjoy the process now 
you can add, adjust, delete, whatever you want. Those are, that's my formula. What's your formula? Okay, I would challenge you to, you know, you can certainly adopt these principles and there might be other ones there, but man, a life lived on purpose is always a better life. And I would challenge you to live your life on purpose. Easy, no. But man, when you're living on purpose, you notice things. It's more rewarding and your impact is greater. So I appreciate you spending the time to be with me today and you have an incredibly great rest of the day. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.